Pirates versus Tyrants. This is the Tom Wren Show, where we practice piracy on the enemies of freedom and liberty. Welcome, 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 everybody. Glad to be back. I just got back from Miami. I was in the reawakening tour. We had a big weekend, a big press conference. We had all sorts of good things happening. Got to talk about some good stuff. I, it's just good, good, good if you're a good man. If you're a free man, if you're into freedom, we're winning. If you're a bad guy, well, it's been a rough weekend. Uh, but in their miserable, awful way, they continue to fight. And the fight is a, its an ugly one, folks. It's an ugly one. But we're doing well. We're doing well. And I'm, I'm happy to, uh, to continue the fight and to continue sharing. And there's so much to talk about today. I mean, we've got a wonderful rep in Ohio that I'm going to talk about, Jennifer Gross, who's helping us with some legislation. She's got House Bill, uh, it was a 163, pushing against CBDCs. It's a great bill. Uh, and uh, I'm glad to work with her. She's a good lady. Um, I also broke some news this weekend, and that's where I want to start, folks. I want to start with that. And this is really a big deal. Um, I'm going to try and be technical for a minute and share my screen and show you something. Right? This is a, this is a shocking thing. Now, what I'm going to show you, assuming that I can share this properly, is a, uh, a video. And, and this video is, is of an audio clip. So this works real well for a radio. Uh, what it is, is a clip of a recording between a nurse and a pharmacist. So that is critical. Do you see this? So I'm going to play this for you, and then we're going to talk about it, right? That Dr. Spiegel mm -hmm. said this floor is going to be his patients. Mm -hmm. So I was like, hmm. See, I kind of had to always do the. So we are we're killing the patients this floor. Because mm -hmm. baby, what he's asking us, well, other floors don't want to do it. Yeah. I couldn't sleep at night. I, I just, and then when that nurse practitioner, when you got that vision to do the morphine and you're like, she doesn't need it. And I was just like, this is what I'm talking about. It's, yeah, it's she not right. They're okay. They're okay. They're comfortable. They're comfortable. We can tell when they're in pain. We can tell when they're agitated. We can tell when they're whatever. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make that you keep giving them medication just to knock them out. Because I remember that day you were like, you got the other nurses to come in, and I'm just like, I know, that's what they're doing. All right, folks, that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. He, I'm just like, they're killing people. The other floors don't want to do it. Remember when they called me a conspiracy theorist, folks? You know, when I said that, hey, we're incentivizing murder in the hospital. We're incentivizing death. And I said, you know, when we give more money for a hospital to have someone die with COVID, aren't we incentivizing death? When you give immunity to any actions taken related to COVID, we're giving them protection after we incentivize them from death. We now have a situation, folks, where we are paying people to diagnose them with COVID, 
we're paying them more to put them on to destroy their condition so they get put on a ventilator and we pay them the most when the, the, the patient dies with COVID. We then say, if they die with COVID, you can't sue them. You can't sue the hospital. Folks, the law has incentivized murder and then in, uh, removed immunity or created, I'm sorry, created immunity. Said that you can't be, you can't be sued over this. Unless you can show willful action. Well, folks, what they're talking about here is willful. Now, the pharmacist in this, this clip that was talking to a nurse, the pharmacist is a client of mine and a wonderful woman who was so upset by this. Now, she doesn't want to be real public herself, but she's asked me to put this out there. She's asked me to share this, right? And we've, we've talked to her about the risks because she does have litigation going on with this. Uh, the litigation is, is separate, and I'm honored to be a part of that team. But the the risks, uh, you know, I mean, she had, we had to apprise her of it, let her know everything. She said, no, I want this out there. I want it public. I want people to know what's happening. We can't have this. This is what we've been talking about for a long time. Remember when uh, Brian Artis talked about remdesivir and everybody said he's a conspiracy theorist? Remember when Dr. Peter McCullough talked about early treatment, when Dr. Pierre Corey talked about early treatment, when all of these brilliant doctors were out there talking about early treatment? And everybody said, no, that's nonsense. Remember when they said hydroxychloroquine is no good and ivermectin is no good? Meanwhile, they knew what they were doing, folks. They knew what they were doing. Now, even if I take this whole show, I can't get through all the details and the nuance of this evil plan. But let me be real clear. I've been sitting and gathering and collecting and putting evidence together on this for months. Months now, folks. Months. Probably years. And uh, I will tell you that there is absolutely no question in my mind that there are a lot of doctors, nurses, and other people around this country who knew exactly what this recording shows were killing people. They knew darn well what was happening, folks. And Anthony Fauci and his COVID protocols that he's been pushing, you know, the, the Anthony Fauci and his crew, Deborah Burks, who said, we knew we were lying to everybody. We knew that the vaccines don't work. We lied, 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 lied. Okay. Yeah, you lied about the protocols too, didn't you? Because you knew what was happening. You guys all knew what was happening. And these big hospital systems, they knew what was happening. That's the killing floor, folks. Why? Because other floors don't want to do it. No kidding? Other floors don't want to kill people? Huh. Huh. But I'm a conspiracy theorist, folks. Dr. McCullough is a conspiracy theorist. All of us people are conspiracy theorists. When Donald Trump talked about HCQ and some of these other things. Oh, he's a conspiracy theorist. Remember when they made fun of him? Hey, mainstream media. Remember when you guys lied on behalf of Big Pharma, your masters? Are you gonna? Are you guys gonna share this? Are you gonna share this? Are you gonna share the hard evidence? I'm waiting for a headline in the Washington Post saying, 
Wren's caught them red-handed. I'm sure that's going to happen. I'm sure. I'm sure that the liars in the mainstream are going to do this. MSNBC, CNN, you want to talk about this? You know, folks, this is as clear as day. Crimes against humanity related to COVID are beyond what anyone can imagine. Anybody still denying this has got their head in the sand. It's an embarrassment. There was early treatment early on, and everybody knew it, and it worked, and everybody knew it. I haven't gotten into in this segment, I don't know whether I will or not, uh, the fact that, that the study that they used to try and discredit hydroxychloroquine was literally criminal in the way it was conducted. They had to do a fake study. They had to OD people to try and show that hydroxychloroquine didn't work, and all they did was OD people on a, just a ridiculous level. And if you don't, you can overdose on, on Tylenol and die, right? They OD'd people on HCQ and said, oh, it's not safe. Well, no, not if you OD'd someone. It's not candy. Can't eat it like popcorn. But if you take it like anything else responsibly, it's fine. It's a very safe drug. And it helped. So did ivermectin. So did all the other stuff. Vitamin D, zinc, everything else. The only thing that didn't help were the jabs, which we have a new study released on. And horrible, horrible things like uh, remdesivir. Those didn't help. But I'm going to tell you, folks, uh, these lies, these were perpetrated by people who knew damn well what was going on here. They knew damn well. They knew they were killing people. They knew that they were pushing this. They knew they were driving death numbers up. That's why, folks, that's why they changed the death counting. They couldn't create fear in our population if they didn't change the death counts. So they changed the way that they counted the, the dead. If you got hit in the, hit in the road by a, a bus, you were called a COVID death if you coughed while you, while you were dying. And yeah, I can back that up with citations. It was with COVID, not from COVID. They lied, folks. They lied. For all of you who suffered, folks, I, I'm going to try and I want to try and say this. I think that this is really important for me to say. Thousands of people begged me for help as an attorney when their loved ones were being murdered in a hospital. I got phone call after phone call. I broke my heart on a level that I swear to God I don't know I'll ever get past. I couldn't help any more people. I did. I, before God, I stand and say I did everything I could. I couldn't save anywhere near the number of people that I should have. When that was happening, I did everything I knew how to do. I watched these people die over and over and over again because I couldn't do anything with the law or anywhere else to get it done more quickly. While that was happening, these guys knew. They knew what they were doing. And for what it's worth, for those of you that were trying to get a hold of me and I couldn't answer the phone or I was too busy or I couldn't get there, I'm very sorry. I swear before God I gave everything I had to save as many as I could. And I want you to know that I have not stopped on this and I will not stop until there's justice for every single person that I had to watch die. Every mother that had to call me and say, 
my 30 year old son that they diagnosed with COVID. And I don't think he had COVID. He's gone now. You don't have to worry about it anymore, Tom. Until there's justice for you, I assure you, this fight will continue, ladies and gentlemen. I will continue fighting. But this is an important step. We have paperwork. We have documents. Now we have a recording. I want to know when Congress is going to investigate this. When's Congress going to investigate this? When are you guys in the elected officials, when are you guys going to talk to me, right? Big Pharma said you're not allowed to talk to me. I got the memo. Folks, those of you listening, FYI, our elected officials, they've been told by Big Pharma they're not allowed to talk to me. There's a couple of them with the courage to do it anyways. And God bless them. But for the most part, you want to talk about blacklisted? I'm number one. I want to know, guys. I just played an audio clip of a hospital talking about murdering patients. You're going to talk to me? You're going to investigate? You're going to listen to the cries of the millions of people around this country who lost loved ones, not because of COVID, but because they were murdered in these hospitals? When are you going to listen? When are you going to investigate that? When are you going to investigate the protocols that resulted in these deaths? I'm glad we're investigating where it came from. It came from a lab that was funded by Anthony Fauci and our Department of Defense. But I want to know when you're going to start looking into the the murder that occurred in the hospitals. Fauci did more than just create COVID. He ensured people were going to die from it with his work, in my opinion. These protocols, everybody knew they were bad. Everybody knew. They did it anyways, folks. They did it anyways. And then you called me and you begged me try and save your loved ones. And I'm sorry, I couldn't save more of them. But I got those calls for months, folks, months. It's one of the worst experiences in my life because I couldn't save, save more. I don't know what to say about that other than know that I'm still working and I will get to justice. It takes the rest of my life. I got to, I got to talk to some wonderful people this week and that I've met in the past in it. MAFA, Make Americans Free Again, full of good people who lost loved ones. Uh, you know, there's good groups out there fighting this. Former FETS group had me speak recently. Um, you know, Bobby's group's done a lot of good work. A lot of people doing good work. I want to urge you to join MAFA. That's the group that I work closest with. Uh, they Make Americans Free Again, great, great group. But... Uh, Folks, we've got to we've got to come together. We've got to fight back on this. We've got to demand accountability. We've got to push this. You know, the suppression uh, that we're seeing, the the censorship. Mainstream is going to hide this because they're owned by big pharma. The politicians are afraid of big pharma. Folks, we got to retake our government. They literally killed your loved ones. When are you going to fight back? When are you going to fight back? We need to use every peaceful mechanism in our power to demand justice and accountability for those that were murdered, whether through denial of early treatment, through the through misdiagnosis, through the use of protocols that they knew were not good, through these vaccines, through everything, any way you can imagine. We have to demand justice. It's not enough for us to say, well, we're free again, so, so what? Yeah, the people who lost friends, family, and loved one are not free. 
And guess what? A lot more are going to keep dying from these jabs. The hospital protocol still exists. We're not free. We're a long ways from it. It's my honor and my pleasure to fight. Most of the time, it's my pleasure to fight. I enjoy I enjoy the fight. It's very difficult. Need your support if you want to do it. Uh, go to TomRams.com. Uh, if, if I have my way, I won't ever have to charge a client again for my personal legal work. I have to charge for the lawyers that work for me because I have to pay them, but I'd love to never have to charge anybody again. That's why I, I use TomRents.com. I do a sub stack, I do TomRents.com. If you buy from my sponsors, if you join, pay for my sub stack, all that money is how I fund this, right? I don't, yeah, when 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 someone called me to to you know save their friend, family, loved one through these hospitals, what what am I going to do? Say, hey, after after you send me a ten thousand dollar retainer, I'll think about it. No, and charge people. I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm hoping I don't have to charge for a lot of my work. Some of it will be, you know, I can do that whenever I want. But I prefer I prefer to be able to just do what I think is right. That's what you do when you support me at TomRents.com. Please go there. Please support us. Thank you. We'll be right back. If you're like me, you'd like life to return to some kind of normal. You're burned out on all the fear-mongering, but deep down you try and minimize viral exposure and your risk of getting sick. You've heard it talked about time and again by respected medical professionals. Use a pulvinone iodine nasal solution. I don't need to tell you just how powerful a nasal cleansing formula with xylitol, pulvinone iodine, and vitamin D3 for immune support could be. In fact, my attorney told me not to tell you. Google it and find out for yourself. Now, get yourself a bottle of American-made Cofix RX nasal solution. Let's get out and live again. CofixRx.com. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com. Use coupon code OUTLOUD and get 20% off. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like Freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be, with a company that shares your values. Go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Okay, folks, welcome back. You know, so this leads this leads me to there's a couple of great headlines on Liberty Daily today. A lot of a lot of things out there. One of the things that that's being talked about 
is uh, I'm going to read some of these headlines. I just want to read the headlines. Okay, so here's what we've got. Uh, America's powerful intellectual class finds joy in making us obey and be compliant, foreign scholar. That's headline one. Headline two, when is Trump going to denounce the death jabs? Okay. Headline three, Ron DeSantis in Iowa. Governing is ultimately about winning and producing results. Headline four, in Florida, we chose freedom over Fauciism. Okay. Let me tie that together. I think this is a really important thing. And by the way, yeah, that's Liberty Daily. I like those guys. And, uh, you know, J.D. Rucker and, and the team over there does a wonderful job of, uh, you know, doing these headlines. They're, they're sometimes they're really funny, folks. But uh, you look at this, intellectual class finds joy in making us obey and be compliant. The intellectual class knows a lot of things that we don't, and then they lie about them, and then they get a, a kick out of it, right? I think no clearer example of that exists than COVID, right? If you knew epidemiology, if you knew how to look at biostatistics, if you knew how to read uh, journals in healthcare, uh, in healthcare, you knew from the beginning that COVID was a lie. I know because I know those things, right? I'm not an epidemiologist, but I was working my master's in health science at the time, so I was studying this stuff. And you don't have to be a scientist. You just have to know enough to be able to read and understand this stuff, right? From the beginning, it was clear that we were being lied to about the dangers of COVID, that the vaccines weren't what they said, that all of this stuff was nonsense, that masks don't work. All this stuff was a lie. But the intellectuals find, quote, joy in making us obey and be compliant. Well, so they lied, folks. I don't know what to say. I mean, Deborah Birx has said that her job was to lie to Trump. They did. That's what they did is they lied over and over again. Now, I'm not okay with that. I'm not okay with that. And the result has been, that, that too many of our elected officials whose first job was to protect our Constitution and our liberties first sold out because they were lied to. And they said, well, we've got to have safety and safety and keep people healthy and safe. And they gave up our safety. They gave up our freedom because they said that we would get safety. Right? They gave up our freedom for safety. Did we get it? When, they, when our elected officials sold us down the pipe, when they shut us down, when they locked us down, destroyed all the small businesses in the United States, when they destroyed our economy, when they you know, made you socially distance and not see your families, when they put these murder protocols in, did they keep us safe? How about the murder protocols in the hospitals? Did that keep us safe? How about denying early treatment? Did that keep us safe? Vaccines. New study out that they're talking about today just came out recently. Absolutely no benefit whatsoever from these vaccines. None. There is no evidence that these are these are anything but bad. The only thing these are is terrible. You get these jabs, you raise your risk of death, but they don't really do anything good. Was that okay? Was that good? Did that keep us safe? 
Because remember, we sold our liberty for safety. How's that working out for us, folks? And those are politicians because they were willing to believe the lies because, quote, America's powerful intellectual class finds joy in making us obey and be compliant, warned scholar. They lied, they manipulated us, and convinced us that by, by listening to them, we would be safe. Our politicians sold out their sacred duty to protect our freedom and our liberty for safety. We gave up our, our liberties for safety, and we got neither, didn't we? Seems like someone pretty smart said that one time. So... Ron DeSantis is in Iowa, and he says, governing is about winning and producing results. In Florida, we chose freedom over Fauciism. So I like Ron DeSantis, but I don't agree with what he said. I do not agree with him one bit. Governing is, about, is not about winning and producing results. Governing is about truth and justice and liberty and standing for what's right over what's easy. And sometimes when you stand up for what's right over what's easy, you lose. If you sell out, you've lost even bigger. I would rather have a politician go down fighting for what's right than one willing to sell out half their soul because it produces, quote, results. I don't need someone producing half-assed results that are closer and more akin to selling out than anything else. Now, has DeSantis done some good things? Absolutely. Do I like him as a governor? Yep. But it's only half true that they chose freedom over Fauciism. I have yet to see him say these jabs are a disaster. Now, I'm not, obviously, Trump hasn't either, so I'm not getting into the Trump-DeSantis fight. That's not my point here, folks. Right? My point is, is don't tell me that you've been the anti-Fauci unless you're going to put your money where your mouth is. What do we got going on in Florida for hospital murder? I don't think we've passed any real good laws on that, right? What do we got going on? What have we done to prevent or to show that these jabs are actually killing people? We have not spoken out on that. Now, Florida's the best, and I'm glad that DeSantis is doing this. I mean, I just don't think that uh, that there's any question that DeSantis has done more than most, and I think he should be commended for that, and I support him for that. And he's doing a fine job there. But please don't tell me that he chose freedom over Fauciism. You opened up early. Congratulations. You did a lot of good things. Congratulations. You still haven't spoke out about these jabs. And I'm going to be honest. I don't think any politician in this country has the right to crow about how good they did until they're speaking out about these jabs because kids are still dying. Okay? Uh, and I don't mean just simply saying, eh, kids have a choice and we're not going to make them mandatory. No. At this point, we know statistically that the jabs cause a risk of death, whereas COVID did not cause a risk of death for children. There's no reason to allow them. Until you ban them in your state, please do not crow about COVID. I'm waiting for one governor to have the courage to get on record and say these jabs are a disaster 
and they need to be shut down. Once that happens, then you become my man, right? Until then, I appreciate what Governor DeSantis has done. I certainly don't have an issue with him, but I'm still hoping he'll come through for us on Florida in the way that we need him to, in a very forward way where he actually denounces what's occurring. It is not enough to stand by idly knowing that the poison on the market is killing people in your state and not to do something about it. And if he does know that and isn't doing something, then there's something wrong. That's why I disagree that governing is ultimately about winning and producing results. No, not always. I would rather have you stand on principle and lose than than sell out and win because... You're not winning when, you're, when your children are still being murdered by this in Florida. When you come out and say the kids are being murdered, we want to ban vaccine, these COVID vaccines for, for children at least, entirely. When you say that the vaccines are killing people and causing more, then you win. That's when, I, that's when you, you're there. And I'm trying, I'm trying to sit, be kind about this because I do like Governor DeSantis, but he needs to do more. Now, granted, in fairness, he's doing more than Trump has, who I also love. Love the Donald. Governing is sometimes about principle. And if it's only about results and winning, then you're not my man. If it, it needs to first be about principle and then about results and winning. There are certain principles I don't want you to sell out on, period, right? If it's only about winning, well, and results, and our intellectual class finds, quote, joy in making us obey and be compliant, well, then you can be fooled because they can make, they can, they can frame the argument in a way where if you want to win, it's at best going to be a partial victory and you're going to sell out on something critical. COVID was about selling out our freedom. The number one thing that any politician in this country should defend, the number one thing we should all come together on, Democrat, Republican, right, left, middle, doesn't matter. Christian, Muslim, Jew, doesn't matter. If you appreciate your freedom to worship, then you appreciate freedom. If you appreciate your ability to speak about your your political views, right, left, or center, you appreciate freedom. If you appreciate your rights to go and protest our government, even if you appreciate your right to go, uh, you know, disgrace our flag, which I find to be abhorrent, you don't get that without freedom. If we can't all come together and we say that we have the and agree that we have the freedom to push for this policy or push that policy, to push for whatever it is, then we've lost everything. There are things that we can't sell out on, and we're not winning. If we sell out even a little bit, sometimes it's better to take a loss, put a bill forward that says no vaccines in Florida, and lose, than it is to sell out and watch kids to die. No COVID vaccines in Florida. Why? Because it's never okay to sell out and watch kids die, ever. Seems good to me. So with due respect to Governor DeSantis and to everyone else on this, folks, 
COVID's a disaster. It's been a disaster from the beginning. It'll be a disaster through this and to then. If you're not willing to stand, to be courageous, to fight forward on this, then folks, I, I just don't know what to say. I, I can't be excited and give you credit as a warrior on this. You know, uh, when I look at the situation, folks, you think about this first segment. So the first segment we talked about, you know, the hospital murders, we played the, the audio clip of a nurse talking to pharmacists, talking about murders in the hospital, right? We talked about this. We talked about it very directly and very clearly. Folks, that's not winning. There is no selling out. There is no, uh, there is no negotiating with this, folks. This is evil. They murdered people in hospitals. They're murdering people with these ships. Governing is sometimes not about winning. Sometimes governing is about leading. Sometimes it's not about results. Sometimes it's about leadership. In leadership, sometimes you lose when you lead. True leaders sometimes have to take hits, take losses, take this, take that, to stand on principle. But if you don't have principle, you're not a leader. You're a sellout. So I disagree, and I don't think Governor DeSantis was saying that he would sell out or that he's trying to be a sellout. And I'm, I'm being very nuanced about this, and I'm picking words. And I don't mean to pick on the good governor. Uh, I mean to say that I do take, a, take issue with the concept, and too many of us on the Republican side say, well, we got to win first. We got to win first. Well, we'll just kind of ignore this issue or not talk about it. That's what I think's happened with the Japs in a lot of cases. You know, everybody knows what's going on in Washington. Everybody knows what's going on everywhere. But, you know, well, we just got to win. We got to get our majority back. Once we've got our majority back, then we'll do something. No, no, folks, I disagree with that strategy. I think you win because you fight back. When we, the people, see that you're winning, that's when we'll we'll support you. We'll come out. We'll back you. I don't think we give our backings to people. This is why I did that article, my Substack here, a couple months ago about, uh, about Trump. You know, I think that if he wants to win this election, I think he's got to get right with these vaccines. There is no, and I'm not suggesting he's doing this, folks, but, you know, I'm guessing someone in his camp is calculating and saying, well, he just needs to shut up about it so pharma's not running against him until after he wins. Then, no, folks, we the people are upset about this. Number one and number two issues for we the people are vaccines and CBDCs. That's a huge segment, huge voting segment. And I'm just going to tell you, COVID, the vaccines, what they did, uh, you you aren't going to win this election. Whoever comes out for it strongest is going to have a huge leg up. Let's put it that way. Let's put it that way. I don't think it's the only thing that's going to determine. I think there's going to be a lot of cheating, a lot of fraud. But, you know, I think we could overcome that. I think we could blitz the polls. I think there's a lot of good things we could do if we came together on these vaccines, on COVID, on you know, all that stuff. And I think throwing CBDCs in is another one. It's a major winning issue for, for conservatives because CBDCs are a disaster. Nobody wants it. Uh, and, you know, the, Biden's pushing it anyway. So there's things that we can do to win this election, but we got to come together on it. we got to quit running around. You know, I don't want, but I, I just, I, I'm just not willing to give anybody a victory lap on COVID. 
not one person in this country that I could point to. Uh, Ron Johnson's been consistently good. Uh, you know, Rand Paul's done pretty good, but I haven't heard him speak out directly on the vaccines yet. Until he does, he doesn't get a full pass. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. I, I don't know if anybody else has came right out other than Johnson said these vaccines are a disaster. I don't know if anybody else has. So, you know, beyond that, uh, I think it's a critical issue. And by the way, Ron Johnson wasn't supposed to win, but you see he's still here, don't you? You think that the big farmer didn't fight him? So anyway, so it's, we've got to come together on, on a few key issues. And I'm still waiting for Trump's people to, to wake up on this one. There's no more important issue on the planet. Until he figures that one out, I'm very concerned about what's going to happen going forward. And I appreciate what DeSantis is doing. DeSantis knows it's a hot button issue, and uh, he's trying to campaign to the right side of Trump on this, and it makes sense. So I'm hoping that Donald uh, gets it together on this. But in the meantime, I need you to support us on the OutLoud Network by going and giving yourself some Cofix and the Genesis HOCL. Cofix, you squirt it in your sinuses, and it kills the germs there. It kills them there, right? So you don't have to worry about what's going on. It kills them at the root. And uh, if you use out loud code at checkout, you can get it at a huge discount. I use this product, folks. I used it all winter when I was feeling rough. You know, the immune system's a good product. Uh, you need to keep it on, on hand. Use out loud code at checkout. You're supporting the America Out Loud Network when you get this stuff. It's good stuff. It's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. So keep it on hand and uh, support us at the network. Share this show. We will be right back. It was Henry Wadsworth Longfellow that said, lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime and departing, leave behind us footprints on the sands of time. America Out Loud Talk Radio liberty and justice for all. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. Okay, folks, welcome back. All right, so, uh, stack of stuff time. I don't even know. I don't even know, folks. Headline, Fox 26 Houston, employee dies in fire at Marathon Galveston Bay Refinery Unit in Texas City. Okay, folks, so we have another fire at another refinery, another 
uh, well, we, you know, we don't know why. I'm sure it was another coincidence, another piece of our infrastructure. It's going up in smoke, dealing with issues. You know, I've talked in the past about the uh, 9-11. And, you know, after 9-11, our biggest concern was uh, the soft targets. You know, what if they hit our soft targets, folks? We need to pass the Patriot Act to keep us safe. How's that going for us? You know, I'm going to tell you, I had uh, reports from a uh, farmer in Arkansas. Arkansas? Might have been, might have been Nebraska. I don't know. We, we had reports from a farmer uh, that uh, that this, this company was out trying to, uh, try, was, was out there and seemed to be taking some steps that were real dangerous, uh, dangerous with this is uh, milk pasteurizing equipment. It seemed almost like they were uh, intentionally working on, on making it, well, uh, danger, running it dangerously. Let's put it that way. Uh, th- these were supposed to be inspector types. We get reports all over the place of really suspicious activity in and around uh, things. You know, we see uh, these fires. We see the this. We see the that. Uh, you know, and we're also getting reports... Uh, my friend Christy Hutchinson this weekend was talking about, you know, I mean, we've got uh, people who appear to be soldiers from foreign country who seem to be coming through that southern border. I'm just saying, folks, I, you know, I can't prove that we're under attack. I can't prove it. But, boy, it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck. How many, how many tra- East Palestine train derailments, you know, where you set off a chemical bomb? How many inf- uh, factories have to burn, food factories, manufacturing? How much of our infrastructure has to go up before we think, oh, maybe there's an issue here? I'm just saying, folks. You know, and especially with that southern border wide open. I mean, if you were Iran or China, wouldn't you send you, wouldn't you send some teams ahead to kind of get in here just in case things went south, in case that war ever got done? Wouldn't you want some people on the ground? Well, speaking of that southern border... Headline, Texas GOP congressman dismisses, claims the border situation is not that bad. So Tony Gonzalez, who's a rep down there, said recorded, uh, there are these videos about the gunfights that are happening on the border right now. There, there, there's literally shootouts. It's literally a war zone down there, folks, and it depends on where at. But it's literally a war zone on our border. And uh, I mean, we've got a lot of reports on this. We know what's going on. It, it's not good down there. But yet we're supposed to believe it's all fine. It's just, you know, there's nothing to see here, folks. It's all good. It's a disaster. It is a disaster. You know, meanwhile, we've got a quote in the El Paso sector. There's over 6,000 people that are in custody in this particular facility that's meant to hold 1,000 according to Gonzalez. I mean, that's in one little tiny sector. Folks, the southern border is a disaster. It's an absolute disaster. We've got these shootouts. we got all this craziness. And speaking of which, headline. Uh, five, da- uh, five injured, two dead in the Arizona border town shooting, police searching for suspect. Any guess on whether that guy is going to be an illegal? Meanwhile, the media says, oh, it's not that bad. Things are quiet. Nothing really big going on. 
you know, folks, I don't know. You know, I don't know. We've got a lot of reports and a lot of good people providing me intel that are talking about uh, people coming through the southern border that are you know, military age Chinese and Iranian people. Um, and, you know, like I said, we, we got word this weekend that it appears that some of them are getting fake passports from Venezuela. Who also doesn't like us, by the way. I mean, you know, China's got a pretty strong foothold down south. If you wanted to get you wanted to get special ops teams in here to disrupt and to cause trouble, all you gotta do is walk through the border. You know, meanwhile, we got the cartels that are having gunfights, all these different things. I mean, I, we're really in a precarious situation, folks, security-wise. Now, if these guys, we actually go to war with these guys. I don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what kind of weapons they got here. We don't know anything about what's here. But what we do know is that border's been wide open forever. Nobody's secured it. And uh, we're now in a situation where we're seeing a lot of things happen that don't make sense uh, unless someone's causing trouble. So I'm just saying, I don't know what's happening, folks. But I do know that uh, it doesn't look good. It does not look good. Okay. Now I'm going to get myself into a lot of trouble. I'm going to warn my producer, yes, you should probably hold your head so you don't get whiplash. Um, because I'm about to get myself in all sorts of trouble here, folks. Okay, so there's an article in Not the Bee, and I like Not the Bee. And the headline is, Hold My Beer, Budweiser. Miller Lite's new feminist spokeswoman is here to cuss at you and explain why men are evil. Okay. So I kind of got, I saw that headline, I had to read it. Plus, it's Not the Bee, so I get a boot out of it. And uh, this led me down a rabbit hole. I actually even went so far as to watch a YouTube video because the video they're talking about was posted on YouTube. I generally have a policy of avoiding YouTube videos if, if at all humanly possible, but uh, it happened. And uh, so this is, uh, it's talking about a Miller Lite marketing campaign. And, uh, you know, so I watched that, right? And it's a girl power campaign. And here's where I'm going to get myself in trouble, right? Uh, the campaign uh, is, well, I don't know if I'm going to get myself, I'm going to get myself in trouble with this whole thing. It's not going to be one thing, folks. So the campaign is really an interesting campaign. Uh, this woman gets on here and prances around, uh, and she starts out by talking about women invented brewing, and most brewing was done by women historically. I don't know. Maybe that's true, and that's fine. Great. Good. Go girls. Um, I like girls. My wife is wonderful. Um, and if I had a daughter, I'd be big in girl power. Uh, you know, I'd want a daughter. If I had a daughter, I'd want her to be very strong and independent. But, uh, you know, then she goes on, and, and she says something to the fact of, well, how did the men pay us back for inventing beer? And then she pulls out the 80s, 90s beer marketing, which is pretty much entirely based on women in bikinis. I, mean, you, I was alive through the 80s and 90s and, and early 2000s, and I can tell you that all beer marketing was based on women in bikinis at, at some point. I, I don't think any company making beer didn't have some chick in a bikini prancing around. Now, did they objectify women with that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no question what they were doing, right? I mean, beer and beer and girls—they went together. And and any man over forty, 
uh, was was told that beer and women are they go hand in hand. You know, you drink a beer, there's going to be hot chicks prancing around in bikinis, and that's that. And uh, was that a, a great thing? No, no. I mean, I'm I'm an old man now, right? So when I was a 20 year old guy, you know, oh, sweet, great, drink some beer and find some girls, and that you know. But I'm married and I'm an old man now, and uh, it wasn't a good thing. It wasn't a great thing. You know, I mean, we probably should have been a little more respectful. But here's the thing. Here's where I run into an issue. So first of all, um, if the problem with this is that, you know, we're trying to say that that wasn't really wholesome marketing, well, I would agree with you. It wasn't very wholesome marketing. But if that's the issue, why is this woman swearing? And why is this a good SH something something campaign now why, why is it good sh something something versus bad sh something something as a campaign if it's about wholesome marketing oh we don't like this it's not wholesome it's not right it's because it's not folks what this is is men are bad and i got kind of a problem with that aspect of it well listen we men, we are simple creatures, right? We're simple creatures. And, you know, when you're a 20-year-old single guy, a pretty girl will sell you pretty much anything you want. I met some young men this weekend, and I asked, I was talking to them about why it is that uh, more young guys are not speaking out about all this garbage. And they said, well, because that's what the girls like. And I said, that made me realize, I guess some things don't change, right? Some things don't change. Uh, why are the young men absent? Well, because the young women want them to be. Uh, but, you know, there's a reality there. But the, the same, this isn't about them saying, you know, we should be more wholesome. And maybe that, that girl ought to get something a little bit more uh, covering on, right? What this was about instead was uh, that, that men are bad and... Uh, girl power over man power and and i don't think either one's quite right right i don't think either one's quite right now as far as marketing goes if your target market is young men and that's exactly who their target market was back in the 90s uh it was effective it worked and fyi it would still work today because i just talked to those young guys here this weekend that's what they said that's what they told me and by the way they were good guys uh, but as far as the marketing goes, you know, they, they, they did away with that. And so now they're, they're pushing the girl power thing, but they're pushing it with the good SH, bad SH campaign. I don't think that's a whole lot better. It wasn't about being wholesome or doing it right because of their good Christian values. It's about going from a campaign, a marketing campaign that will actually probably sell beer but is rotten to a campaign that's rotten and won't sell beer because I'm going to be honest with you, this, this campaign just wasn't that good. And, you know, I guess if their target market is feminist activists, well, I guess it might be better. It might, you know, this would work for that, but here's where I'm getting at folks is the marketing is not meshing up with the product that they're trying to sell. This is what ESG is, right? Uh, this is the social justice marketing. What it really is is stupid. It's stupid. 
you know, if I want to sell a product and my target market is a young man, I'm sorry, a pretty girl's a good way to do it. Uh, if my, I want to sell a product and, uh, well, um, I don't know if it's going to appeal to young women. I'm going to be honest with you. I wasn't a young woman. I'm not sure what's going to be most appealing. But, you know, I know that the, that this just doesn't ring true to me. I, I, I can't imagine. I'd be curious as to the metrics after this, this campaign ran as to how that's going. I don't know, folks. I don't hate it. I just, I just to me, this is something that, that it's just, it's garbage. It's like, you know, we, we're going to rip on the 90s beer commercials because, I don't know, we somehow think that's going to sell beer in the 2000s or, I'm sorry, 2020s. It's not. It's not. You know, I mean, the target market, Nazi feminist lunatics, there's got to be a, something that's a little bit more appealing for everybody, right? Other than eight people. But they're, you know, they're still trying to push. It always bothers me when they try and push a, uh, a, a, their, their crap over something that works. Just, you know, do what works. But. I just found this whole thing to be ridiculous. And, uh, you know, the, the point of the not to be article was, you know, hey, we can't have Dylan, Dylan Mulvaney didn't work. You know, maybe they should try a, uh, a nasty, impolite monster of a woman. Maybe that, eh, I don't know about that either. But all right, moving on. Headline. Ready for this one, folks? This one, I think, is shocking to me. Uh, this is in Daily Mail, by the way. Ex-CIA chief admitted that the Dirty 51 letter was political as agency conspired with Biden to produce it and falsely claim emails on Hunter Biden laptop were ru- Russian in- uh, disinformation. So the, the ex-CIA chief admitted that they were interfering with the election. This seems like a, quite an issue to me. Uh, you know, the CIA, FBI, all these guys... These guys knew what they were doing, and they're, they were openly interfering with an election. Our executive branch was interfering with an election of the guy who was supposed to be their commander-in-chief at the time. Yet, January 6th, they're committing seditious conspiracy. <laughs> I mean, what what is this, folks? What is it? When the CIA falsifies information and does it for political purposes, when the CIA, well, what about when the CIA creates COVID and kills millions of people? Yeah, when, when the CIA uh, does this, sort of, who's holding these people accountable? I think we talked maybe last week about accountability, holding these politicians, or, or these bureaucrats and these crooks and CIA, DIA, Intel community DOD, when are we going to hold these guys accountable? What's the accountability approach here? What are we going to do to ensure that these people are held accountable for, for the murders, from the COVID stuff, from uh, you know the, the election interference, from all these different things? I don't know, folks. What I do know is that uh, the guy that, that was behind this, that conspired to do that is right now our president. And I still don't see any articles of, impe- of impeachment that are introduced in the United States House of Representatives. What are we waiting for? 
they uh, introduced impeachment articles against Trump on a daily basis. Where are they at now? Where are, where's our house at now when we've got a guy who legitimately committed crimes? Uh, the cowardice is absolutely, uh, I don't know, it's absolutely shocking. But, you know, we, we need our Republican leadership in the House to really step up on this. By the way, anybody notice that the J6 tapes still aren't out? I'm pretty sure that was a requirement that the J6 tapes be released. Where are they at? We got we took Kevin McCarthy as leader. He's there. Where are those J6 tapes at? I thought that was a condition. He had to. You know, someone going to remove this guy, or you know, what's going on here, folks? Uh, get yourself a Genesis HOCL. It's a great product. It will be, uh, atomize the solution in there that kills germs, so you don't have any germs floating around in your. It's a very, very important thing to do. It's to keep your family healthy and safe. If you use Outloud code at checkout, you get a big discount. It's a good product, uh, and it supports our network. And, you know, we need you to do that. We need you to share our show. We need the Tom Wren show to be everywhere. I need you to get other people listening to it. Yeah, listen, the farther we can get the message out, the better. It's a critical thing. We've got to get the word out. We've got to get people fighting. You've got to share the Tom Wren show. You've got to go to my, my Rumble channel. And uh, support us there. Follow us at TomRuns.com. Sign up for my Substack. I appreciate you listening, folks. We will be back soon. <laughs>